Hey everyone, this is Ashley Hunter. I am honored to be able to teach a men and a women's marriage repair workshop with Life Changing Services. In these workshops, we practice the skill of marriage and we learn tools to help our relationships. I'm excited to share this clip with you from one of our discussions. Okay, so all of this lesson then is to get to how do we go into this fall, this grief cycle with grace? How can we strategically plan to withdraw without using our dignity? And what it really comes down to is a recognition of what's going on, seeing the, the patterns, feeling the shift, and a pre-planned response. One of the things I teach in the bystander class is the importance of having pre-planned responses. And I think it's equally important in this scenario. When we're entering into a fall, how will I respond? What words will I say and how will I recognize it? The One of the metaphors that I like for this is the idea of an airplane. So if you're flying an airplane, you look in the cockpit and it's got all of these different buttons and all of these different meters and they all say different things. And let's say you're flying this airplane and you notice that there's this storm coming at you. And so you go and you push a button and that button is gonna help stabilize the airplane as you go through the storm, or it might navigate you around the storm if that's possible. I've never been a pilot, so maybe these aren't exactly applicable, but what it doesn't do ever, it can't, there's no way it can do this, is when I push this button, that storm will go away. It's no longer gonna be there because I have this magic button in my cockpit that helps me navigate that says, no more storm, you can go away. As we're planning our responses to the fall, if we can see that our spouses are storming, they're maybe not in the healthy headspace, maybe you can't feel the spirit right in that conversation and you know that if there's no spirit in the conversation, it's not gonna go anywhere positive, so I need to withdraw. There's nothing we can do to make that person do something. I feel like so often I hear things like, well, if I could just explain it the right way, or if I could just learn how he communicates so I could communicate it to him in the way that he hears, then we would be okay. I just need him to understand what I'm experiencing. And if I can just do it in the right way so he can understand, then the storm will go away. But our withdrawal pattern cannot include, this is how I'm going to control him because there's no button in the airplane that makes the storm go away. He gets to decide what to do with on his end. And so today we're gonna to talk about what can I do to ensure that I withdraw and move into my fall gracefully with the understanding that this will happen. One minute we'll be having a great conversation and then something will shift, whether it's something that is inside me or something that's inside him or just the situation in general. And we've got to withdraw and this is not bad. This is a healthy seasoned, it comes and it happens. So how am I gonna approach it? How am I gonna handle these seasons? Has anyone already done this lesson and put some thought into how I might withdraw with dignity? How I might fall with grace? I'm gonna restate and let me know, make sure if I've understood it correctly, okay? So the question is, if someone is really, really struggling and I say, I've got to withdraw, what's the difference between healthy, graceful season three withdrawing and abandonment. Is that correct? Here's my take on it. And if other people have thoughts, please feel free to share. The importance of recognizing and withdrawing when appropriate is based on that truth that if the spirit isn't present, 
nothing good is going to happen anyway. And in fact, if the spirit isn't present, then Satan is sneaking his way in. So damage is going to happen, period. And so we withdraw when the spirit is no longer present or when we are no longer able to feel that there because staying in that situation is not going to be helpful. It's not going to actually accomplish something. It's not going to actually help the person who's feeling hurt. It's not going to, it's not going to do anything positive. Um, the difference between withdrawing and abandoning, I would say hinges on that word. You could help. Why aren't you? If the spirit's not there and you are feeling emotionally compromised, you can't help. You don't have that. And so staying in this scenario is not going to help. You could compartmentalize and put aside all of the suffering that you personally are experiencing and reach out and save this person. But it's not your job to save that person. That's the savior's job. And by, by completely and fully ignoring your own emotional well-being, you've now hurt yourself. And this is something that I did all the time. Here's, here's a common scenario that I experienced. Hey, husband, right now I'm really feeling overwhelmed and stressed and I'm having a hard time. Um, I can't handle X, Y, Z right now. Can you please be in charge of this? And his response, we were not healthy. This is a what not to do. His response was, well, I'm dramatizing this, but you not being able to handle that means that I'm not doing my job right and I'm doing everything that I can. So I'm sorry that I'm not perfect. And I'm sorry that I can't do my job right, but I'm really doing all that I can. So if you would just be more patient, everything would be fine. And I would say, I'm not saying you're not being patient. I'm not saying you're not doing your job right. I'm saying right now I'm struggling. I'm having a down day. And so I'm gonna need some help. Can you help me? And he would say, well, you're having a down day because I'm not doing everything right. And so I can't help you because I'm the worst person in the world. At which point I, every time would go, compartmentalize all of the struggle that I'm having and turn to him and say, why are you feeling this way? Like what's going on in your world? Let's tap in and solve this problem. And every time without fail, when I would approach and say, hey, I'm having a hard time, it would end with me apologizing to him because I would stop and need to help this person who was drowning, which is accurate. He was drowning. I was also drowning. And so when I would stop worrying about whether or not I could drown and go over there and, and, and fully attend to his needs, all that, do is all that does is cause me to drown more. And it didn't actually help him. And it created this pattern of, of neither one of us getting to safety, neither one of us finding a place of peace versus here's me, I'm having a hard time. He comes and responds with his defensiveness and I go, Neither one of us are able to handle this right now. The spirit's not there to help us out. We're clearly just battling. And so I need to withdraw and I will withdraw and say, Heavenly Father, here's all of my needs. I am overwhelmed and I'm struggling. Let me do my season four work and really dig in and see what's happening. And then if we're going to stick with the drowning metaphor during that withdrawal, I can say, hey, Heavenly Father, he seems to be drowning and he can send someone to rescue them. It's not my job. It's not what I'm there as a spouse to do. What I'm there as a spouse to do is to do my best to make sure that I'm showing up in the best way that I can. But my best when I'm drowning is going to be a whole lot different than my best during season two when we're on fire, right? It's going to be different. So those are my thoughts on the difference between withdrawing and abandoning because abandoning is based on that assumption that I can help and I can't if I'm in a space where I need to withdraw. Thanks for listening. 
If you enjoyed what you heard, there's something that resonated, or if you had any questions, you can register and join us for these workshops at lifechangingservices.com. Then click on Therapy Services and Marriage Repair Workshops. See you in class.